0: What's up, and welcome to episode 41 of Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon, where a couple of 30 somethings talk about some geek culture, everything that we love, we want to share with you.
1: And these two 30 something year olds are doing it for the 41st time. Here we are, yes. episode 41.
0: And speaking of uh, geek culture and, you know, the fact that we're 30-somethings means that we kind of live off of a bit of nostalgia. And just recently came out with Stranger Things. Season 2. Season 2, which is just filled with that feeling of nostalgia that we love. So we do want to talk a little bit about our first impressions of Stranger Things Season 2.
1: Yes. Uh, I have actually finished it as of this morning. You're going to catch up to it. We'll do a full-on spoiler-filled discussion yeah, Probably our later next, down the road next time around or something like that. Yeah, you like went do that fast. Well, dude, how could you not?
0: Well, I I did not.
1: Well, we have different schedules, but <laughs> sure. I'm just saying as a fan, why wouldn't you?
0: Well, I also got a Switch. Yeah. Uh, I want to cue fanfare music at that point. So, I got a Switch. And I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately. And so it's so hard the to, only thing to tear myself better away. Better than from that.
1: Stranger Things season 2 potentially is Breath of the Wild, but equally High upon the mantle of uh, things worth our time. Yes, so let's quickly
0: touch on that as well.
1: Yeah, and it's been two weeks since we talked to you last, so we've got some stuff to get into as well. A lot of trailers for upcoming stuff that we just want to briefly mention. Notably, the new Black Panther trailer, Mm -hmm. and also The Runaways. Finally, we've got some visual on that, which I'm kind of excited about. What else do we want to talk about? Um, This It's Halloween time, which corresponds very nicely with Stranger Things season two. So we just want to have a quick little discussion about some of the best, most iconic scary movies slash characters. Well, and let's, do we want to
0: talk about the most iconic or do we want to just talk about our some favorites? Of the, our favorites? Yeah. Iconic to, to me, us. Like, I yes. feel like there's some that to me, it's the Rushmore. Not iconic, it's personal. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. I, I agree. We'll just kind of get into a little bit of that. Also, we got some great other game news too. What a month for games now that's just about concluded this past Friday was so paramount. Just so much quality and quantity coming out. Mm-hmm. Wolfenstein 2, yep. Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Stranger Things Season 2. Even though that's not a game, but I'm just saying. Yeah, October 27th
0: the... was a big day for It's ge- a landmark, yeah.
1: yeah. And of course, you know we're going to get into all that plus a lot more. But it would not be tradition without letting you know about
0: our fake sponsors. Brandon, why don't you queue up this Only, we only have one today, right?
1: Yes, and that's all we need. I am so proud to be associated with these guys. Hey, there are so many ways to help others out and yourself when it comes to tax donations and, you know, just giving. So we want to let you know about a new organization aimed to help kids of America. Check this out. This is a -a one-of-a-kind fake sponsor. thousands of children farmers all across the U.S., but so many of them don't have access to the roosters they need to complete their flock. If you'd like to help give these future generations of farmers the cocks they so sorely deserve, then call 1-877-COCKS4KIDS, or you can donate online at CocksForKids.com. It's easy, rewarding, and a joy to see the kids' faces light up when you give them that cock. 1877 Cox for Kids. K-O-A-S, Cox for Kids. 1877 Cox for Kids. Donate your cock today. 1877 Cox for Kids is a non-tax deductible 501 C O C K organization sponsored by Nambler. You know, I love that jingle. It's that really gets catchy. stuck in my head. And it, what a cool way. I'm so glad they clarified what they meant by roosters, you know, because that could easily be misconstrued. But uh, what a great organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope they get just I hope they get an get abundance of, of cocks. Cocks. Yeah. yeah. Just squeeze them. Squeeze them tight. Yes. Don't let go. <laughs> hey, so we want to tell you about all the stuff we were going to talk about. In what particular order should we go this time? I think we're going to start talking about movies first. Brandon Joel. Yep, yep. Uh, Thanks for having me in your house mm-hmm. after the lawsuit. It's good to be here. Yeah. What do you think of the new, probably final, I imagine, Black Panther trailer? Oh, it's got me
0: psyched. It's they good. show quite a bit more action in this. In this. Yeah, trailer. the
1: curtains really being pulled back. You get a kind of a sense of what the the plot is all about and the direction of the movie, and uh, an appearance by the gal who I'm going to forget her real name. It's. the show. Yeah, the gal Michonne, who plays Michonne. Yeah. She's looking just as strong. Yeah. Uh, as I don't know what they call those, the women of Wakanda, like those women soldiers who are obviously very strong, almost Amazonian, you would say, mm-hmm. and look to be quite a force. But it's cool seeing them. It's cool getting to see more of Wakanda, more of, you know, T'Challa himself in and out of the yeah. suit and multiple and michael suits? b jordan's character Deathmonger monger death, as he's death Deathmonger, well, no, Deathmonger.
0: is his last name but his first name was he actually had like a different first name right yeah, and they call him Deathmonger.
1: that's the character's name but yeah, yeah so we're gonna figure he, more of that out
0: just in this trailer i mean he is menacing yeah he, he looks pretty he, brooding i i really feel like he's gonna be a good addition to this because i mean he's a good actor and he's got some charisma and i don't think i've ever really seen him play a villain before and I, I just from the trailer alone, I'm getting a sense that he's going to be really good at this.
1: It's not any spoiler alert or jumping ahead. The trailer shows us he's teaming up with Claw. So yeah, I'm sensing he's the one that probably bla- breaks Claw out of captivity. From well, a- they showed that because they oh, kind yeah. showed him explode oh, the wall yes, where right. he
0: gets out of captivity.
1: Uh, I forget Martin Freeman's character's name, but I like that he's in it yeah. again. He's so awesome.
0: Yeah, he'll have a bigger role than he's had in the Marvel- like in Civil War, and uh, yeah.
1: I think he made one more appearance somewhere in the. The mix of it all.
0: And it looks like there's now two Black Panther suits. And yes, for, you know, for you know, T'Challa have, to
1: choose from. Like the straight well, black but, one.
0: Yes, but I mean that that um, Michael B. Jordan's character, the Monger character, yes. is now in a Black Panther suit as well. It had
1: like a little gold trim to it.
0: Yeah, just a little bit different. Enough to probably, while they're fighting, you don't get that whole Transformers 1 movie where you just see you two tell, things fighting where you can't tell who's who. It's undiscernible. In this one, they have different colors. Like the... the The new suit um, is sort of purplish. Yeah, it's got a cool little tip, and and yeah, and then the Monger one is is more on the gold side. It's really interesting. They look really really cool. I can't imagine how you could possibly better make those costumes for movies.
1: Yeah, and we see that he's got some tech, but not completely. I I just I'm excited for this movie. It looks really awesome, and of course, anytime you watch a standalone film. You're still maybe for some people, it's like more pronounced, maybe for some people just in the back of their mind, but still looking to see how it ties into the greater story. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, they're all going to do that to some degree now.
0: Yeah. Did they ever show anyone else besides the Black Panther characters in these trailers? Because you would almost assume that Captain America might be there at some point.
1: Or what about Bucky? Or R- Bucky, Soldier, because that's where he's we last- frozen there yes.
0: in Wakanda now. So I wonder if they're going to show up. I wonder what that's going to be like.
1: I almost have a feeling like Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow might show up. I just, I kind of feel like she will. Yeah, she's kind of always a bridesmaid,
0: never a bride. That one.
1: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> She'll get her own movie eventually. No, when I don't they've think exhausted she will. All their other resources. I don't resources. think she will. But I mean, she seems like she would be the last if they were to. Yeah. Anyways, very cool. Comes out February, and mm-hmm. it's just a few short months away now. Yeah, I'm it's... psyched
0: about it, especially after this last trailer. It was it just looks so good.
1: Now, a movie that you just watched the trailer for, I had the pleasure of watching it. It's not overtly geek culture, but I do want to just make a quick little mention. You should check it out if you had chances. It's called Gerald's Game. But the reason I mention it, because this is such a big year for Stephen King adaptations making mm-hmm. the rounds, whether it, it's Dark Netflix, Tower movies, now Gerald's Game. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's a story I never knew about. And it's a creepy little story. I just got to tell you. It's. The trailer didn't do it for me. No, and you know what? I mean, I could see... The trailer did it justice, but that's kind of the movie it is. It's very kind of slow and it's creepy and it's not like jump out of your seat scares. Mm -hmm. It's a good little psychological movie. It's an hour and 30 minutes if you're looking for just a little kill of time. And it's got Carla Cugino, who I like for many different reasons. uh,
0: She's from uh, American...
1: American Horror Story. American Horror Story. She's Thank been in Sin you. City. She was in oh, The yeah, One with was. Jet Li. She's in all the Spy Kids movies. She, you, you... I like
0: how you say The One with Jet Li, but there really is a movie called The One. Which was and actually so a really good took movie. me a second. I was like, well, which one with Jet Li are you, you know, talking about? You know
1: about One or? with Jet Li. <laughs> uh, yeah, check that movie out if you do get a chance. Of course, there are bigger and better things ahead of us exclusively on Netflix, let alone flown out there in yeah, space. But
0: Netflix is having a lot of exclusives coming out. I mean, they're putting so much money into their own movies and TVs. it's shows, kind of almost overkill
1: but at the same time when the good ones do slip through from the abundance of content you're really happy they are well, doing this
0: yeah and they're in a position right now because they've got they've got quite a bit of competition they've got hulu they've got amazon they've got a whole bunch of other video streaming services and everybody is trying to make the exclusive content so that they could be the, the reason you force. sign up yeah um, and i mean netflix i pretty sure is way in the lead already, but that gives them the edge to continually put money towards making more movies and TV shows so that they can stay way ahead.
1: So, yeah. So Gerald's game was pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Cool story, bro. (laughs) Check it out. If you get a chance and it's not, it wasn't a classic scary movie, but it was, had some horror elements to it. And it just got me thinking here we are just a few days before Halloween, which is kind of unceremonious that Halloween falls on a Tuesday for those that like to celebrate, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Who are some of your favorite characters? What are some of your favorite scary movies? Uh, I'd like to just get the topic okay. kind of rolling since I brought up the question. My absolute, I can't say absolute because I feel like I have like three that are all interchangeable. But if you were to peg me for an answer right now, my favorite scary movie, even though it's not like blatant slasher horror, mm-hmm. which I've kind of fallen out of love with those a long time me ago. Too. Um, the Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. Back from 1982, the year of my birth, with a, a bearded, spry young Kurt Russell. I just I love that movie. It's got the oatmeal guy, Wilford Brimley. It's
0: got a lot of bubblegum.
1: It's got a lot of bubblegum. It's just got a great cast and just a creepy atmosphere. I think atmosphere plays so well for me in going into like what really makes a scary movie.
0: Well, you're isolated and you're out Completely. there in the snow to the point where you can't escape Because if you try to escape, you're dead out there in the elements. Yeah. So yeah, I know I that was a good movie. I think that one recently watched that too.
1: Oh well, hey, you're still part of the club. Better late than never. Yeah. Um, And I think that movie, you know, does so well of who's the host, who's the parasite, and when those lines blur, and it just does it so well. And yeah, the the effects for being 35 years old, literally non-exaggeration. Movie came out the same year as Blade Runner. So good. You know, not by today's standards, you can't. But they still some in some regards hold up, and like they use like practical effects, and for a lot of these, Bubblegum, like yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. you're Which not. Really like, cool. so, oh, that head scene, yeah, yeah, or the, yeah that that one f- stays with me.
0: So one of my top ones is is it quite a bit different though. Yeah, tell is me. Uh, Paranormal Activity the original? The original, yeah, I'll give you that so, for sure. So I am. I just don't like scary movies. I've never been a horror fan. It's one of my least favorite genres. Um, but when I saw paranormal activity in the theater. It was I just remember that feeling of every in the movie, every night, right? They'd go to bed and they'd say like night night 46 or something like that. Yeah, like they're and, chronicling something. Yeah, and cuz you were seeing what was happening kind of on these day-to-day bases and it just showed the picture of their bed, right? With the door like slightly ajar and it would just be super quiet and and in the theater it doesn't really Come out the same when you're watching it from home, but in the theater, you'd start to hear and almost feel this very low rumble every time the yes, demon I remember creature, that every time the demon creature was just around, and so you just you get goosebumps. It's dread every it time dread. you hear that like low rumble sound.
1: I honestly thought like the air conditioning in the movie theater was like yeah. b- broken or something else. I was, it <laughs> I was was that I remember that
0: genius the way they did it. That was very to the point well played. Where you knew he was. It was their way of making you know he was there but not showing you anything. And then so every single time that would happen, I would just kind of get these goosebumps. And I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And, you know, it would just get worse and worse, right? Where like there's that one time where she just gets dragged out of bed. and Yeah, I remember that was just, pretty raw. I remember just being like, holy shit. Like I can't believe that just happened. And so I really, I really love the way that movie just made me feel. And I just remember it in the theater. It did a lot of what Blair Witch tried to do, which is another one to mention
1: with a little more delivery.
0: With a yeah, with more delivery and a little bit more thought put into it. I agree. Good call. Both are really
1: good. (laughs) I remember seeing Blair Witch like me and my buddy were like sophomores in high school, and we went to like the 10 p.m. showing. And we were so excited. We're like, all right, cool, this movie's awesome. Cause I mean, that was the first movie that I can think back in my own life that really did a guerrilla marketing presentation. Yeah. And we thought, like, oh, 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 is this really real? Right. That's the thing. Is we they totally m- fell for it. They you know, tried
0: to make it seem like this was an actual real footage. And this
1: was way before the day of, you know, just everything being spoiled on the internet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we kind of bought in. We're like, well, we have to go see this, right? Open night and then just leaving the theater. Do you remember actually Family Guy even references when Brian's a service dog and he's like and it cuts away to him doing this. He's like, all right. I took the blind guy to go see Blair Witch. He's like, all right, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. A bunch of screaming. Nothing's happening. Okay, movie's over. <laughs> and that's how I felt about it. I yeah. remember just leaving the theater like, what the hell? What was that? Like, it was it's good now in retrospect, but I agree with you.
0: It's amazing how the entire movie, literally nothing is happening. And they're just lost. And they're getting in fights. And screaming. And they're screaming, but mostly screaming at each other. And then sometimes screaming at something that you didn't see you don't
1: get to see a shaky hand came. yeah
0: or like oh my god those sticks are in a triangle let's run away this
1: is and scary freak
0: the hell out and but in retrospect but it works so well fun. because
1: we're referencing it what like 20 years later oh, or whatever yeah. it I mean, is they
0: had they had such a low budget and they made multiple multiple billions of dollars and i mean they are set now so yeah, anyway
1: but i do like what you said about paranormal activity um let's
0: hear a couple more and then like kind of for quicker, me now that we're again done with our not best blatant
1: ones. horror movie like I, I got love for you know some of the classics like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, the very first one, very very scary for its time. Also a John Carpenter film, go figure. My other pick, one of my other picks, something really nobody ever really knows about except like hardcore fans. And I'm not trying to say like oh I'm I'm there before they got popular, but you know uh, you listened to
0: this band before it got popular. <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying? and now
1: I don't like them anymore because other people know about it. <laughs> There's an old movie from the 70s. It's called The Changeling, and that's not The Changeling with Angelina Jolie that was directed no, I have heard of that, though. It's with uh, the old guy who played Patton, George C. Scott, and it's a terrifying movie. No blood, hmm. no killings, anything like that. It's just, just all suspense? Yes, and back when they had to really utilize that as their primary motive for scaring people instead of just jump scares or big budget or gore or CGI... And it's a tense movie, and it's sad, and it's creepy, and you should check it out. Let me also give you one other one that I think you've watched. Okay. It terrifies me. It straight up scares the crap out of me. Uh, the Descent. That movie is- I
0: actually have never seen that, but I've heard- You got
1: to check that movie out, bro. It's really creepy. And it's not just a horror movie. It's like a revenge tale, and it's drama, hmm. and it is just- It's bloody as hell, and but not without purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just needless- like so many of the movies out nowadays, uh, those are three really awesome movies. Also, quick shout out to Alien, the first one, because it's more sci-fi than horror, but at the same time, it's again oh, it's that very feeling of horror. You're it's very alone, much in horror. yeah, and being isolated. And you know, the tagline sums up perfectly: "No one can hear your scream in space." Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, I had I, I had written down a couple, and Alien was on mine. Yeah, movie was um, terrifying. And here's another one that didn't really make much money but got great reviews: The Babadook.
1: Oh, excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: one, it, and, and it wasn't that even mom that.
1: really in her descent into madness and just knowing yeah. who's who and what's what. Really creepy. Well,
0: it goes to show that a good director and a good writer can take a very simple story, a simple idea. Oh, complete, Yeah. And it's a, do it a haunted, really haunted well. children's book, basically. Yeah. That's all it really was. Yeah. And then a couple of others just to round this out here. Um, I actually really liked, oh, obviously, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is great. Yeah, I'll give you that for um, sure. It's, I would see it's that. It's a bit of a horror, right?
1: Yeah, it's got elements.
0: But uh, a couple of more on the lighter side of horror, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, great movie. I know. And it was one of those types of horror movies that wasn't necessarily trying super hard to scare you. It was it was trying super hard to be cheesy in and a it, good way.
1: Yeah, it did what Scream did. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But even expanding into like the greater tropes of horror movies.
0: Yeah. And the last one, that I want to mention, Tucker and Dale versus Evil,
1: completely awesome. movie. It's
0: not even much of a horror flick, but it sort of is. Yeah, it's like a weird mix of a horror slasher, but done so innocently,
1: and with like that the the just everything flipped on its head. You yeah, know? Such, that's that, that that that's a genius a great movie. movie. I yeah. remember really laughing, and it's weird. It felt so weird to be laughing so loudly in scenes of such violence you know but like it was done comically so so it felt appropriate like when that kid goes to go tackle him and he dives into the wood chipper and just (laughs) blood spray everywhere
0: and that's the thing like i'm i'm i realize that i have this stupid big smile on my face right now while we're talking about it yeah because i just think about how silly it was and how these two characters tucker and dale are just innocent kind of country folk (laughs) and And people are assuming that they are super scary and murderers, but they're not. But all of these accidents keep happening around them, and it's just hilarious.
1: I'll give you that. Do you have a favorite character from anything like Leatherface or just anything?
0: Nah, not that I can think of off the top of my head.
1: I'm a huge fan of puns, as I know you are too. And that's why if you were to peg me for an answer, I didn't come equipped with one, but I kind of feel like Freddy Krueger because in the first one, he wasn't punny. But in, as the movies went on, I've seen them all, well, probably. Yeah,
0: he got cheesier, though. Yeah, that's, that's what's
1: kind of funny, though. It's almost like making fun of like the 80s yeah. kill pun trend, Yeah. you know? Like when he smashes a girl's head through the TV, welcome to the prime time, bitch. And he calls everyone <laughs> bitch as the season goes on. And he kind of rules for that. So celebrate Halloween through movies or TV or anything else like that if you'd like. I think that's all we have this week uh, for movies. Would you agree? Yes, I would. So let's get the screen size a little smaller and transition into TV. If you don't mind, I want to first talk about the Walking Dead. Now, I do not think we usually talk about things we don't have a reaction towards or have an anticipation towards. But it's just almost like it's almost sad in a way because Walking Dead season eight premiered last week. We didn't talk about it. Neither of us seen it, and I have really no desire. I no, me neither. It's just it feels like you, a friend is gone. You if know, if you
0: were to go back to our earlier episodes, we would talk about every. Few episodes, we would kind of give our thoughts on it and yeah. especially when it comes down to a, a finale or something like that, we would dedicate a lot of time in a single episode to discussing that.
1: We didn't even talk about last season's finale. That last season just really killed it for me. You know, it had yeah. been as like we well, see
0: the two seasons ago killed it for me. Yeah, well, that's where the it kind of started of the ending of
1: season f- was it six six? Yeah, with the cliffhanger and the bloody ooh. right with
0: with the who dies by Negan's hand situation that just sucked. I, I just I just felt like the creators were giving a big middle finger to the viewers who...
1: Yeah, you'll watch no matter what we do. Don't tell us yeah, how to fan serve not you. Only, yeah, not
0: only were we all expecting one thing, but literally the creators and the commercials were telling you somebody's going to die in this episode. Stay tuned to know who it is.
1: There's a ratings grab. I
0: know. And, and, and then so they cheesy. did not deliver. And it it's weird how much... it angers me but I just feel like
1: but that's where I feel like they really lost me and even before some episodes here and there on the way up to that point have been so slower they would just do you know 90 minute episodes on occasion about side characters and make it you yeah, feel like
0: and nobody cares about
1: yeah or at least and not because of anything you know we as viewers personally feel but because they had gotten 10 minutes of scream time for three seasons prior and all of a sudden we're supposed to care about this person yeah and just the slowing pace and even though some people are like, no, season seven was good at the end. It just lost me. And I don't even think I have any desire. You know what? I might do is if I hear anything about this season, eh, so what? But I'm just going to wait till it's on Netflix and I'll stream it someday. Yeah. I've just kind of done, you know. But like this used to be an appointment we would set with friends, oh, me yeah, and you every being Sunday. the core of it. Uh, and then whoever else would join us. And it just kind of feels like it's just, it's gone now. And, yeah. you know, the the flames kind of doused. And I just, I don't feel bad about it. It's just, it's weird. Because there's just so much better stuff going on right now that's actually it's just not being worth straight our time up. Anymore. Yeah, so almost to us, R.I.P. Walking Dead. Yeah, but yeah. you know
0: what I I think is worth our time when it comes out is The Punisher.
1: That's going to rock. And now we know since we um, did our last recording when we were talking about, oh, it looks like it's been delayed. We're not sure, but news has come out. It's picked us up.
0: But November seventeenth, which is soon, soon. we're so like three. If weeks it was delayed. It was not delayed for very by much. Long.
1: Yeah, you can't imagine. I think it's, like we talked about, just the perfect amount of breathing time for Stranger Things Season 2 to have its peak. And yeah, when that true. starts to drop down, what's going to pick Netflix right back that's up? That's a
0: really good point, actually, because what they're doing is they're making sure that for when people are doing holiday breaks and getting off work a little early for the holiday season, they'll have something to watch. But they're not putting them out simultaneously. They figure that almost everyone, which is totally true, who's going to watch Stranger Things is going to be done with it in those two or three weeks that they're gaming. within
1: three weeks i think your your yeah. biggest fan base will have completed it and they're uh, kind myself of, included
0: and not they're not entirely different audiences but they sort of are what you know is, there's
1: going to be a, well a there's nice crossover centrifuge. like us yeah
0: right there's those 30 somethings who look back at both as geek culture or nostalgia and and will want to watch them but yep but then you know stranger things does have a little bit more of a younger vibe to it where you could be you could be 12 years old and still enjoy it. You can be 40 years old and still enjoy it. Whereas Punisher, it's kind of like you should not be watching that if you're 12 years old.
1: I agree. What a great time that's going to be. I'm just, it's it's the next thing I've got in my calendar. Like, okay, I'm going to binge this out. Mm-hmm. Probably won't do as fast as some other shows, but it's just something, it's my next target, so to speak.
0: Now you, um, you finished Stranger Things though. So. I did. I, I'm only two episodes in, uh, and and I'm really enjoying it. Yes, but let's hear your complete non spoiler review of the season.
1: So it takes place just about a year later, right? The first season was right around Christmas time. This season, it's just we're picking up a few mm-hmm. days before Halloween. Uh, the kids are doing great, but as you can even tell from the trailer, so again, not not spoiling. Will is very affected by the proceedings of the first season. Right. He's going just, through
0: some flashbacks. Yes. Or not well, not necessarily flashbacks, but some Visions. Flashes into the upside down, what yes. seems.
1: They call him his uh his now memories. Hmm. Uh and they're it's great. This season was so good. Um another thing that they did very well without kind of overdoing it playing you the soundtrack of the time, giving you little glimpses yeah. also as to what was happening. Like the at Ghostbusters
0: that... scene when they're dressing up as Ghostbusters. Right, and, and that
1: movie came out right around and then. And that's
0: that nostalgia piece that I was touching on earlier where it just makes those who went through that time just feel, I don't know, just makes you feel good about what you're watching and, and, and excited.
1: Yeah, and the fact that no one uses a cell phone, uh, they're all radioing each other and calling each other on the home phones, Yeah, uh, the, the vehicles, the hairstyles. And it just, it's very well intact, but it's not the only thing the show has to offer. I like some of the new characters you've, we've met by this point where you're at. We've met the new kid, Max, Maxine, her weird Mad older Max, Mad Max, her weird bully older brother. Yeah. Uh, Which th-
0: don't spoil anything there, but there's, I could tell there's something there, right? Just in the second episode, you kind of get this hint that there's a, some messed up shit going on there. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm, You're, I'm looking forward to just seeing what that's about.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Sean Astin making an appearance as uh, Bob.
0: It's it's kind of an awkward the appearance. nerdy
1: the nerdy electronic salesman guy, but L- like when not- Ryder, a writer,
0: she's she's fairly attractive. She's a little crazy and so in this show, but him showing up and kind of he just doesn't seem like they just seem like it's a weird unlikely. Pair.
1: Yeah, um, and but it's a small town, too, so the, the pool is not very large to choose from.
0: But I, and I, once again, I, I'm not saying anything specifically because I don't know, but I feel like there's more to him that we'll learn about, and I'm not even going to look at you while I say that, because I don't want your eyes to give anything away, but that's Do you want thought. me to close
1: my eyes? Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just, I re- the kids are a little older, they're a little wiser, and you more- you say about a year older? Just short of it. <laughs> Um, very sensitive now in the wake of all that happened to them and yeah. their town being that they're still a very small select group of people who actually know what was on the other side.
0: And they're all going through a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder.
1: You could say that definitely. And there's the, I really like the new characters. Paul Reiser making an appearance was really cool. And his character oh, yeah. has some depth to him.
0: I had to pause it and be like, is that, is that the, the guy? And I was with, with Emily, my girlfriend, I was like, isn't that the, the guy mad about you? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, he was in Aliens. Probably before her time. And I was like, what's his name? And it took me a second. I was like, Paul Reiser. And I had to, I IMDb'd it. And I was very happy to know that I was correct.
1: Yeah. And I think that- he looks that, different. He does. He looks older, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it was so well cast. And just the characters you love, you're learning more about them. This was a, a great season. I'm excited for you to finish. And just to you know flesh out the actual uh, details- but th- it was this season was so rich
0: would you say it's on par with the first one at least or i
1: enjoyed it as much yes i'd say there j- it really doesn't feel like season 2 so much it just feels like it's just a continuation
0: that's perfect yeah just that is absolutely perfect
1: yeah and it's a great show this season's absolutely awesome i will be rewatching it again before too long great. and i can't wait to discuss more with it with you and our listening audience hello how are you
0: So, before we end on our TV, um, we have on the agenda that you popped in there, uh, the Runaways trailer? Yeah. On Hulu. Just like four days
1: after uh, Punisher lands, we've got another new Marvel thing to wrap our fingers around.
0: Isn't it crazy that Marvel is... I mean, Marvel's kind of pouring themselves out right now. They are,
1: and it cheapens it a little bit. But for the good ones, then just pay attention to those.
0: Right. And who knows what this one's going to be like? Because... We
1: hope good. The trailer, which is really short... It's weird. I don't know much about this story. Mm-hmm. I know the basic of it like the the introduction into what w- where we last leave them. You know, secret organization, well, yeah. parents well, sacrificing. Well, the parents are in a secret so- organization. And they show you basically this is the story you all know, but then after they do that and the kids are found out by their parents or they stumble across, you know, their would be sacrifice, mm-hmm. then they all run and they're using their powers in different ways and then it's just like I don't know what happens after this. I just know that basic the basic know, premise. The 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 match that lights the flame, but I don't know how and, big it gets. And
0: they actually did a really good job on in the trailer to only show you that. That, pretty That's, much. It, it, basically, it was affirming what those who already know the basic premise of the Runaways, it's, it's affirming that, yes, we are focusing on that same idea, and we're not changing it too much, but not giving you anything going from there, that we're not going to tell you at all or even show you at all where that goes from there um and so i which is perfect and i think that's the exactly incentive what I to wanted. tune in because
1: yeah. we if you know the story you know what they show you in the trailer i'm sure there'll be you know, more to it than just that but in a quick little 70 second clip they tell you yes it's the story you know but maybe come watch the story you don't know
0: there's one uh so one of the girls uh, in the original runaways has a raptor or something like that? Like has yeah, a dinosaur. I don't know if they're going to do and that. And I'm really curious. They didn't show anything like that, did they, in the trailer? I don't know. Not remember. that I remember. So I'm really curious on how they work with that. If they just do a CG dinosaur or if they just omit that piece altogether and be like, yeah, that's a too cheesy for this story.
1: Uh, who knows? It looks like they're going more for the, the realistic look of the You f- know, but here's
0: the thing if, if Guardians of the Galaxy can have a raccoon that can talk and walk on his hind legs, who is best friends with a tree, a talking tree, and they could make that
1: works very, so well.
0: very good movie, both of them, the one and two, then they could easily throw a dinosaur into the mix in this if it's done right and written correctly.
1: You got a good point. I, I'm so excited how just the end of the year is finishing on such a high note with just the amount of content yeah. that we like and are going to be absorbing. It's been an are, interesting year. It really has. I'm already starting to like think about when we just talk about stuff like this, I'm like, you know, when we inevitably do our best of, mm-hmm. worst of the year, I'm like, I wonder if that would be like, if I was to do a top five, would that make it? Or Yeah, because like, there's there's an embarrassment of good stuff here this year.
0: Well, we should do that. Somewhere near the end of uh, uh, end of the year, we should kind of list out our top...
1: Oh, the storms are brewing up here in my yeah, head, man. Great. Yeah, for sure.
0: Speaking of the best of, we have a lot of really good games that were just recently released. Why don't we kick into our games discussion and talk about that?
1: Brandon, this won't apply to you as much as it will me, but that's okay. We can bridge that gap someday soon. Resident Evil 7 came out in January this year. Mm-hmm. And now finally, after so much deliberation, I'm sure intentional delays, the DLC that was basically promised with the onset of the was game. free DLC? They, they had an initial DLC pack, like a season pass, uh-huh. with like just a mini little addition and some game, like Resident Evil style games, if you will, that kind of tie into this the, the greater story. Wasn't much. I never played it. Didn't have an interest. But um, this is kind of a spoiler, but it, at the same time, you'll play it eventually. You'll figure it out for yourself. There is a an edition called No More Heroes or Not a Hero that actually has Chris Redfield and, okay. in the Resident Evil setting. You'll see in this story. In, yes, and if okay. you play the game, you'll know why. Okay, which um, I didn't. But you know, you'll borrow it from for me someday. It's a great game. It, it. Speaking of scary, freaky. It like legitimately scares yeah. the shit out of me at some points. And that one's going to be free if you didn't know. If you're a Resident Evil fan, you know this. If not, then you're finding out. And then there's an additional piece of DLC called End of Zoe. Zoe's a character in the game. Very mysterious, of course. And that's, I believe, going to be for an additional 15 bucks. It's supposed to be like three to four hours. It introduces a new character. Because at one point, Zoe's story seemingly ends from your in-game story. But then it's kind of like, this is what happens mm-hmm. outside. When does that yours- come out? I believe they are both due um, December 12th. So something That's I might-
0: weird that they almost right ride year on the bandwagon of, of Halloween, though. Especially if it's a digital download. It's like, you can just release that whenever you want. You don't have to deal with I shipping or anything I almost feel like, like that. that's a missed
1: just- opportunity. But maybe just because there's so much content out right now.
0: Well, yeah. And that's the thing. You mentioned earlier is... We have Mario that just came out on the 27th. Stranger Things just came out. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Wolfenstein. And Wolfenstein 2.
1: Not to mention the many titles that just came out in the last few weeks that people are still probably yeah not even through yet. Uh, yeah. So anyways, December 12th, that comes out. Kind of get me interested again because I haven't played Resident Evil 7 since I originally beat it. So I think I might replay it into this dlc and just kind of like re experiencing it i do like the long delay it's almost like a very delayed gratification well, it makes it
0: feel like a new game almost. yes yeah yeah my problem is
1: <laughs> which is a good problem
0: it's a good problem is that i do not have time to play anything else right now because i have been so absorbed into zelda breath of the wild
1: if you didn't hear brandon finally made the plunge and got a switch so switch is not new by now no, but and I'm our not gonna... ability to now experience yeah.
0: it and i'm not going to go into a deep detailed discussion because by this point people are like you guys have a gaming podcast and all you have is xbox one (laughs) (laughs) so yes touche but uh i did get finally i got a switch made the plunge got zelda and here's my thought process to this whole thing
1: well i'm actually really curious uh, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but please do share and i've got a caveat to what you're gonna say i know it go ahead
0: well what i was gonna say is My birthday's coming up on November 28th. So if you guys want to send me gifts, go ahead. Uh, And then we have Christmas. And so I was thinking, okay, there's a lot of stuff to get for the Switch, right? You need extra controllers, you need games, et cetera. I kind of want that pro controller. So I was like, okay, I don't want to spend all that money. But if I can spend the minimal amount of money, get a Switch and get Zelda, Zelda will keep me busy for a long time. And it is definitely doing that. I want to get Mario, but I might as well put that on a Christmas or birthday list for somebody to get me. And same with the controller. And so, like, I can—I feel like I can. Oh, and then Mario Kart Eight, I want to get as well. And and that one actually, I want to get less for myself, but more because yeah, out of all the games, well, yeah, and out of all the games that my girlfriend has ever played, she's super good at Mario Kart, like '64. She is incredibly good and kicks my ass every time on Mario Kart '64. So. I know that she would be interested in you.
1: Let her win. Let's face it.
0: No, I do. She legitimately was winning every time. I see you. We winning had four at people playing, it. and she won every time. So, just in case she's listening, uh, <laughs> so I want to get Mario Kart as well. So I'm just going to throw all that stuff on Christmas lists and hope that everybody else gets it for me. That was my plan. Cool. Was that what you thought I was going to say? Not at all. but okay. that's all right. That's well. Then what, what did you think I was going to say?
1: I remember many moons ago when the Switch first came out, and our our, our Friend Rick picked one up, and you had some hands-on time with it. And I asked you, "I'm like, so having played Zelda, which was obviously the big title, and still pretty much is. Oh yeah, it was kind of down. You're on it. like, no, nah, I don't think this is enough of a game for me to get a whole new console plus this and this. But then fortunes changed, sure, and you know things, you know, kind of aligned up to this point. And I think the reason that you bought this was with the expectation of, well, if I buy this, it's a three hundred dollar console tax. I'll get Zelda to go with it with the expectation that I'll soon have Mario Odyssey to fall. And have yes. you seen the reviews? There's not like anything less than a perfect score for this game right now.
0: Well, no, uh, there is. I mean, actually well, I saw,
1: they're not reputable then. Well, I saw I don't know that. somebody
0: posted just this huge list and they'd give you the, the website or magazine or whatever, and then whatever score they'd give it. And a majority of them were perfect. 10 out of 10s or 100% or five stars or whatever they were rating it by. Mm-hmm. And then as the list went down, it went to, into the high nineties, mid nineties, low nineties. Um, but and then there was one that I think there was one that made it gave it like an eighty eight, or I can't remember. But I mean the fact that the lowest one is low nineties, high you 80s. You take that as a composite and score. And they were though. way lower than everybody else. And everybody else was at least in the, above a ninety five, if not a perfect score. I mean, you gotta I mean that means something. Yeah, that, that means you just that, gotta
1: give it up for that game.
0: That means that Mario Odyssey is a really, really good worth the money game. And Zelda was sort of the same way where it was getting perfect scores, right? So I'm that that alone was kind of like my okay, no matter what, it's worth those two games.
1: You know, Switch has been the highest selling console this year so far. And it just speaks to the point that Nintendo really only has their own major characters, chief in case Zelda and Mario to get buy on that's like been their strength but i mean they're selling consoles because people are anticipating playing uh mario now that it's out they can and they want to play zelda and i'm sure there's some other titles but what's great is that it's really catching the attention of other game developers have you seen all these other titles that are now going to be part of switch like, you mean
0: like older titles like yeah Skyrim even
1: the, shit. but doom even Again. you yeah, know doom. consoles Bethesda that
0: Bethesda is is definitely doing some stuff with nintendo
1: yeah i think there's uh, some happy collaboration there but I think the switch is gonna really break through for Nintendo. It's gonna be what Wii U certainly never was, and probably gonna eclipse Wii as far as holding people's interest when it's all said and done.
0: I think I think you're right. It's gonna it's gonna be a well I don't want it's gonna hold people's interest definitely. I do not think it'll outsell the Wii itself because the Wii was such a low price point. It was not even high def, but it was that perfect gaming system for non gamers
1: which took family them, entertainment that,
0: that, that gave them all the money in the world to do whatever they wanted. But the, I think they're really focusing on a system that can do both. Now it's a portable console, a good looking portable console. And it's the a full life on, on system. Um, I've haven't actually really played the portables one very much. Or I left notice. your house,
1: and, sent you about your switch. Seriously. No.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm, I definitely changed my tune on Zelda too, by the way, because when we first talked about it, I was like, man, the graphics just, Didn't seem as good as I would expect. And I was disappointed that there was hardly any voiceover. Everything was just the text on. I do remember you um, saying those things. The text written on the screen. And and I still, in a way, kind of feel that way about the text written on the screen. But at the same time, I feel like if they were to voiceover everything, it would change the feeling of it being a classic Zelda game.
1: That's a good point. That makes sense. Not just conforming to new generation capabilities, but kind of keeping it within themselves
0: yeah because a big piece of any zelda game or mario game for that matter is that nostalgia feeling for those who grew up loving those games yeah and if you change it too much then it's gonna feel like a different series and this one absolutely 100 percent, feels like a zelda game through and through and so so i kind of don't mind it now I know that sounds weird to say, but now that I'm playing it, I get why they did it.
1: Well, you played it before, just on a surface level. Now you're able to be more be- in depth.
0: Yeah, I played the beginning and I saw maybe half hour of it. Well, no, no, maybe closer to an hour of it. Now that I'm probably 15 in a week's 18 time, 18 hours That's in, awesome. like yeah. yeah, I pretty much just play it.
1: No, I may I say that in all my healthy, free time, I have a very healthy jealousy for your purchase and it's you worth know it yeah i was
0: as overwatch keeps on screwing up and yeah and being horrible out, on you the you xbox servers
1: game. yeah I, i'm really th- concerned. it and i was so close to winning when we had our quarterly meeting at work this past friday and the grand raffle prize that pretty much like all the other little dinky prizes had like maybe two or three tickets and then there were hundreds of tickets in the, the bowl for the switch <laughs> and the prick that won it's not even a gamer i was so upset but whatever i can't control luck can i no no, but you know what I can control is um, is life You, <laughs> Well, that you too. Can, I'm just saying. You, when are you leaving again? You know, because I, if you don't know, I, Brandon and I live in the same town and we're friends and I have a key to his house and I usually don't exploit that for bad, but sometimes he leaves out of town. So are you like leaving out of town <laughs> yeah, anytime no, soon? Sorry. I can come play your Switch just me, myself, and I? No. Okay. No. Nope. Well, will it to me, would you please? Okay. But I think now that we've, hit all our talking points as far as tv games and movies that we should move into this week's shadow of the synopsis it's yeah. not death wish just to give you a heads up okay okay real quick if you know this great but if not if you're tuning in for the first time each week we trade off giving each other synopsis carefully handcrafted trying to stick within the realm of pop culture geek culture not straying too far not making it easy not making it hard i read him a synopsis he sees if he can decipher it yeah and point. it could be anything I it really can mean, be and culture. i think this week um will certainly right. push those limits. Let's do it. In the year 2018, mankind is colonizing the oceans and exploiting their resources, establishing small undersea farming, colonies, mining, and manufacturing communities. But with the potential of newfound homelands comes old-fashioned conflict. And because of that, the United Earth Oceans Organization, or the UEOO, is formed and assigns a special crew on a submarine led by Captain Nathan Bridger to keep underwater peace and patrol the planet's real final frontier. Some of the crew members include a teenage genius and a talking dolphin. Together, the crew experiences lots of myths, potential even gods, and their own ways of settling conflict. Nathan Bridger. Let that settle in. Submarine.
0: So, some keywords for you. I'm having a little bit of a hard time because as you're explaining this, different things were popping up in my head. Boners? Yeah. The only thing that I'm going to settle on and I'm not 100% sure is Sea Lab 2020. Not a bad guess because.
1: Not a bad guess.
0: What the reason? Yeah. And so I just don't remember the whole submarine thing to it.
1: But. So you're wrong. Okay. And it was a good guess. This one was harder. No joke. I, I felt like it's been a while since I've gone to a TV show. So it was a TV show. So you're right in that regard. And it starts with an S. Do you remember Sequest DSV on NBC? No, You don't remember? No. It's it's kind of sad that I look back on it because it was a really cool show. It lasted for three seasons. Uh, it's two main stars, both RIP, unfortunately, long-time standing RIPs. Roy Schneider was, um, you know, the old man from Jaws. Oh, okay. Schneider, Schneider. I can't remember that. And Jonathan Brandis, you know, who was... You know, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, uh, was Lucas, the Teenage Wonder. And he had the uh, dolphin named Darwin, and he ended up setting... You don't remember the show?
0: No, not really. It
1: was a really cool show back on NBC back in the day. The
0: Talking Dolphin.
1: Yes, and it ran for, <laughs> I think, three seasons, 93 to 96. Interesting. Okay. Take the L on that one, but not for lack of knowing, just you'd never watch uh, the show. Yeah. I just right, felt well, like a TV it's been show a while
0: since one of us was stumped, so good
1: job. If you got it at home, more power to you. Hopefully you'll like what you're going to hear next because it's our awesome quote in Geek History.
0: Yeah, we always throw uh, just a real quick clip your way just to kind of maybe give you a nostalgia bite or just kind of remind you about how cool a certain movie is or game. Today I've picked out one from Wayne's World 2, and it's an interaction between Garth and this woman he meets at a laundromat.
2: So, Garth. Would you like to have dinner some night? Oh, I like to have dinner every night.
0: That's just one of those jokes that I reference all the time for some stupid reason. It's just stuck with me. Today, I was like, I, I don't, can't believe I've never made that a quote in Geek History for us. So
1: You know what's weird? I never thought Wayne's world was funny because of Wayne. I always thought Garth was the funnier one of the two.
0: Yeah, see, I, even though I think Wayne is totally funny in his own way
1: though yeah he, he i remember even as a kid watching amber watching that movie as a kid and it kind of he bugged me but garth really? yeah but even i was always the first more one. The, even g- in the first one yeah because but, they
0: have they bounced off of each other
1: but i'm kind of like a guy back in the day that i would like robin more than i would like batman so maybe i just root for the sidekick more maybe. than i do the main guy maybe it's just kind of who
0: you are you're just you're more of a sidekick and i'm more of like the main character that's okay yeah okay. does your back hurt from carrying this show
1: the weight of my weight <laughs>
0: Yeah, a little bit. Well, thanks
1: for taking us all the way to our finish line. I think that's all, everybody. We, right. we were very efficient today. Uh, so when we come back to you next time, whenever that may be, hopefully soon, we'll have a full-on discussion of Stranger Things Season 2, because that's what I'm asking you to do. Okay. Watch you it between now to. and then. All right. You're like, cool. So when we do another recording in two months, you're not going to want to wait two months. No, no, no. Okay. It, that was hyperbole on my part. Okay. Thank you for listening to our 41st recording, whatever podcast app you're using. We Encourage you to keep coming back, checking us out, and leave those ratings. Let us know that you're out there and you kind of like what we're doing because we kind of like what we're doing. So let's meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Two and a half stars.
0: And you can also shoot us an email at uh, randomfandomcastgmail.com. Let us know if there's certain topics you want us to discuss or if you disagree with us. And you can also hear us on, you can hear us just kind of rant once in a while on Twitter.
1: Yeah, interact with us there. Anything you feel fit to get into, we're right there to pick you up at random fandom w b b and we are the bees we are double b's brandon and brandon thanks for being a part of what we're doing and you guys thanks for being a fan of our fandom
2: and you know what i want all of you to stay geeky
1: box for kids
2: i hate the world today i would rather just get lost in all my games been playing and you look at me and tell me I should get up from the couch, shut your fucking mouth. Yesterday I tried to defeat the beast that reigns the northeast side. I can understand how you'd be so confused. I don't envy you, you don't have the Zelda game, and that just sucks for you. I got Switch, I got Zelda, I am sorry I've been held up, I've been playing all my games. I do not feel ashamed, and as sad as it seems, I'm living out my dreams, you know I wouldn't want it any other way.